What's up, guys? Welcome back to Square Zeroes. I'm Derek Hawkins. My partner in crime, John Mann, is out, so I'm sitting down with one of my favorite new bands, Gym Shorts from Providence. We've got a lot of music coming up. First off, Onlyville Wants from Gym Shorts' new record. Enjoy. bass in gym shorts my name is Devin and I play guitar and I also do some backup vocals as well uh, I'm also Chris or Faulkner I play drums and I'm Sarah and I play guitar and vocals and you guys just released a really cool record called no Baxies in February yes yeah tell us about that uh, nine songs um, wrote them very quickly <laughs> and recorded them very quickly and we just wanted to get an album out and then travel so that's what we did and did you guys have like a did you guys have a vision going into it like for what you wanted to sound like or was this just no, the kind of song spontaneously rose yeah like uh we kind of had this idea to like write you know punk rock for kids like you know all the things that get you really mad when you're little and then we wanted to tour like elementary schools, you know. And uh, I don't know. It sort of just like evolved out of that, kind of like a joke. But then it was. And then it just like got, it just like went serious. It's yeah. not really serious, but well, yeah, I think it's serious. But it it went from like singing songs for kids to being like you know it's much easier to write about like shit you did when you were a teenager, yeah. and yeah. like it's just that's where it, it's just like an angry teenager. Uh, now like now I can like actually like. With those other recordings, it was like, I didn't know how to play my instrument or write lyrics or anything, so it was like really tough for me to kind of like get my angst out as a teenager, but now looking back, I can like be like, okay, I know what I, I, know what I was doing there. I can write a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have a, so this is one I was curious about. You have a song that I really like called Herman Melville, and that seems sort of like, now hearing you guys describe it now, that, that conjures up images of like a, a teenager angry that she has to read uh, Moby Dick or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that what it's about? <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it from the lyrics. It's a love song. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it was supposed to be like a heavy metal love song. Like it's. I mean, the lyrics are like, "You are nice. You are cool. Mm -hmm. You are fun. You are nice." I like. I just like thought it'd be like funny. It's, it's a but. Yeah, yeah, it's like kiss your forehead, rub your feet. I don't know, like I just thought it'd be funny to make like a super like heavy love song that like with like the sweetest lyrics. Yeah. And I guess Herman Melville came like we, we were watching a like a Doug movie and like the monster character in it, they it, like the picks name. up our Herman Melville book and like Herman Melville has the same initials as 
heavy metal. Ah, <laughs> the truth comes out. Yes. Sneaky. I didn't know that. I think we should just lay it all out there. You know, this Nobody is like the most vulnerable you, interview you ever. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Secrets out. All right, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I really love that song. It's great. It's the second track on No Backseas, I think. Yeah. Well, it's it's fucking rad. Killer. Um, so you guys have some old stuff for us. Oh yeah. Chris. Yeah. You're gonna go first. Cool. <laughs> uh, uh, where where did you where did you begin? Uh, I'm from Rockland County, New York. I. Um, Let's see. Yeah, this band started in probably eighth to ninth grade. I went to um, Tappan Zee High School, and I fucking hated everybody in my high school. So I looked elsewhere for my guy friends, my girlfriends, my musician friends, this all together. I just had to get the fuck out of my high school. So I played guitar in this band. We were called Sessile. And uh, we were, um, quote unquote, punk. <laughs> All right, sessile. Yeah. What does sessile mean? Is my I, vocabulary that limited, or? I, Chris, do you you got that? <laughs> I, you know, I think I yeah. I used to know, I because because then we changed the band name after we recorded these songs that I'm, or this song that I'll play for you. But we recorded as Sessile. We changed our band to Full of It. And that's tight. That, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. And then, and then we broke up. At, but yeah, so we wrote some songs and we recorded them. To the, best of, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it was the best recording any high school kid could ever do because my father, uh, Big Ups, dad is a killer musician and i was um given the opportunity to play all these awesome guitars basses drum sets every type of stringed instrument i could think about because my dad had them all and he had a recording studio and being the son of like this cool rocker dude i was like it, it was just a huge like weight off my back to be like what are we gonna do we don't have any money to do this ah oh, fuck it what's up pops dad dad. Yes, dad yeah let's do this yeah give it to me come on so yeah that's um that's uh sessile so know, what was, what song or what's the title of the track we're gonna hear off this um, dad we did record? we did a cover of i believe it's a i don't know how long how old ago this song came i would say 50s run around sue it's um it's a cover that we, I don't even know who fucking did it. The end of Yeah, yeah. Hit nice. it. Nice. Hit it. <laughs> oh, that's all. Hit it. Dion and the Belmonts. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. All right, let's run it. Yeah, have you cool. get, And have you guys heard this? No. Yeah. No. Oh, yes. No, this yes, is my favorite. Yeah. None of us know anything that we're about to drop. Any of each other's other bands. I think I've heard some of them. Oh, yeah, I've heard some of Sarah's too, but. That's because we're in the same room and we were like sending them. Here's my story, sad but true, about a girl I once knew. She took my love and she ran around with every single guy in town.
Yes. Whoa. Whoa. I, awesome. I haven't heard that in 10 years. Yeah. That, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. I love those, like, you have, like, the, the bass voices in the background. Like, yeah. you know, you, you break into the punk rock That's, part, and it's, dude, like, still true to form, kind of. Multiple tracks, the, the vocals. That, I forgot we even did that, but that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Jim Schwartz? Yeah. I approve. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cover it now. I want to do a cover of your cover. Cool. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, that was good. So, um, man. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit more about how you recorded that. And what was the inspiration for that, too, by the way? Um, my... Uh, my buddy Matt wanted to cover that song. He was all about like doing like old fifties, like doo-wop, like songs that were like super like you couldn't find like being a teenager, you wouldn't know those songs unless your folks were listening to them. So uh, he was like, "That's probably where that came from." He found all these tunes that his pops was listening to and his mother was listening to, and um, I could be totally wrong though. It's he could internet right. Yeah, this is that was in '95 or wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm 32. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was like pre-dating internet. The only reason I have that on my iPod is because my father recorded it and had it on a. He probably recorded it on like a DAT machine. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I'm a dad. Oh, I got it. Yes. Yeah. Sarah, uh, one. Everyone else, zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my dad like bounced it to like his like hard drive, and when he got a computer. But yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, that's crazy. It's funny like having it being a recording on like a cassette or like a dat, and then like then the future comes and you're listening to it in an mp3 format yeah. and you're listening to it out of like speakers that were made recently and i think that's kind of wild what kind uh, of stuff were you listening to back then that oh geez paved like the way for that like fucking no effects and like slayer and then yeah. like the beatles like it, it was like one of each it was like we were going to warp tour like and seeing like punk and like pop punk bands and like but then we would go and see like the casualties in like uh, at like cbgb's or some shit like that and then we would also play with bands that were like um shit like uh there was a band from uh, i think they're from new jersey called humble beginnings that was like, oh i remember humble beginnings yeah yeah and we you know we, we were like pop punk yeah, yeah totally like fast, like, yeah, yeah totally and it was like it was all sorts of shit. Like we were listening to whatever was out, like whatever we could get our hands on, whatever was in like a Thrasher magazine or Hell something yeah. like that. Like, you and I are you cut know. from the same cloth, man. Yeah, man. Like I, I, I fucking listened to Pantera because they were in a Thrasher magazine, yes. and that's that's it. Uh, well, do you have another one for us? I, I could. Yeah. Um, you could do. Um, or you could do the first track off of that. Okay. It, I, uh, it's called. Um, in vain? Yeah, yeah. Play that banger. <laughs> In vain. Yeah, these are all the, all the rest are original. This is an original. Ooh. Yeah. Word. In Vain by Sessile. Yeah. Sessile? Am I still pronouncing yeah, that right? Yeah, that's cool. You got it. That's it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You guys wow. would definitely listen to No Effects, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes I still do, man. Sometimes I'll bang out a no effects uh, YouTube channel and just like do some uh, do some drawing or something, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, just like yes. think about shit, you know? Word. Yeah. Well that was really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for yeah, being brave thanks. and going first. Yeah, yeah, no big deal, man. I'll take it. Dude, Devin. Yep, that's my name. What's up, man? <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> Feel good though. Feel great. Yeah. So you're the you're you're one of one of the two master shredders in gym shorts. Master, sh- you could say. That. <laughs> you wanna bang me out a beer, please? Would yeah. you like a cold one? Yeah, I'd like a cold one, please. Try? Yeah. I'm yeah. So I'm master shredder number one, and then it's a trickle down effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know how these rhythm things. Where where like where did you? What was your first guitar? My first, very, very first. You play a guitar. Strat now, right? I play a Squire, um, uh, Telecaster. Squire it's like Tele- a reissue, like with the humbuckers. Word. Um, I've had that guitar for ten years. That's like that was like my second guitar. My first, very first, like um, guitar was an acoustic guitar. It wasn't even mine. My brother just let me play it. He had got an acoustic guitar. And then I was obsessed with it. And then he got an electric guitar. And I was like, can you teach me? Like, now you have two guitars. So he like, taught me like, a couple chords. And and then my, I like begged my parents one year. And then they got me like a fuck. They got me like an Ibanez. Like, I wanted a whammy bar really bad. Yes. Because I was like totally into, Duh. I was totally into, <laughs> like in middle school, I was like totally into like hair metal and like just, you know, Van Halen. Like Eddie Van Halen was my god until like I graduated high school. Word. And then... <laughs> yeah. It's a shame my uh, partner's not here. He, uh, yeah, he's a big defender of the ha- hair metal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Scorpions, fucking Warrant, dude, everything. Like, Quiet Riot, like, everything. Twisted Sister, all that shit was right up my alley. <laughs> Except for Van Hagar. Yeah. Van Hagar. I'm going to put that on the record right now. <laughs> Van Hagar is not cool. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen still shreds, but Sammy Hagar. True. He can drive 55 somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, did you translate your love of hair metal into or channel it in, into your early projects, or, 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 or um, yeah, what are we going to hear? Yeah, def, um, kind of. I mean, by the time I started playing in bands, because I mean, I played guitar by myself for a while, and then like I played, I did a first band, um, which is like the Fast Food Thieves, but there's no real recordings of that, and so um, I had had done another band when I was like 15. We call ourselves the unwritten end. It was just like a bunch of like kids I sat at a lunch table with, in in like ninth grade, and we just wanted <laughs> to make some fucking music. Yeah, that's how it always starts. Yeah, yeah. it was just like let's be in a ba- like what's cool to be like we were all a bunch of losers. My high school was like it was super like urban. Like everybody was either a, like a gangster thug or a fu- a sports kid, <laughs> and then everybody else is just fucking weird. So it's uh, like me, and I mean my weird clan. Uh, Winsocket, Rhode Island. Winsocket, Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. So I have here uh, the Unwritten Ends MySpace page. Yep. Uh, Punk which rock is pretty love. Cool. Uh, you guys, you guys are looking really badass. It's you're standing in some like nondescript parking lot or something like that up oh, against it was, a. It was actually it was, that's a picture of actually the drummer's uh, front yard. Yeah, I think there's snow on the ground. It was like three out of the four of us are wearing Coheed t shirts. Yeah. You're all wearing Coheed t shirts? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and you're also wearing some sweet stonewashed jeans. Yes. That, that's actually like, that was, that was before like skinny jeans. That was like when you had to buy like low rise boot cut if you want tight pants. Yeah. Because like, that's all I wanted. All I wanted was like wear tight. I was like, I go to the store and be like, I need some girl jeans. But what was in style then was like, flared out jeans and right. nothing fit right it was all weird and i was like i had this leather jacket that is as old as my guitar i got it around the same time nice. my recent guitar uh well should we hear we got we got punk rock love yep right this here? is recorded on a fucking boom box yeah built-in mic like inside a small ass hot room like this one it was great nice actually right. i think we we're arguing in the beginning so it's like it was like a means to it and then yes punk rock love hey tell us what it sounds like tell us something good don't you hit record shit
awesome. That was really cool. Everyone in that band was a lot more into punk than I was. That's where you heard that little like burst of energy from me at the yeah. end there. I was like, I just want to play something like this. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think? I don't know if I... Wow, that was awesome, but yeah. I think... Okay. I think me and Devin met at a perfect time because I don't. I think I would have been a little scared of Devin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a kid. He's like wild. Yeah. No, I was calmed down by then. I think our bands would have played shows together. Yeah, actually, we Sounds played. We played one show. We played at a, a charter school. Yeah, <laughs> we played at a charter school to a couple kids sit on the ground in an after school like CCD session. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. what the fuck is going on there, but. That was that was awkward, but awesome. I had a Behringer uh, combo amp with like a thousand effects in it. Yeah, you crank it to ten, and it played to about it. It does like a one on a Fender. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the loudest. That it was like this fucking big, hundred effects, but it like wasn't loud at all. So that was you on that riff in the beginning. Uh, yeah, that was. Were me. you the only guitar? No, there's. Oh, I was uh, gonna say I thought I heard power chords on that yeah, too. Yeah, there's one. There's one on the guitar. I was just playing rhythm. Yeah, uh, that, you know that riff reminded me a lot of like the early Screeching Weasel records, yeah. like Jughead, like oh, those yeah. single note riffs. Oh, yeah. yeah, like even the same tone, like the yeah. super solid state tone yeah. that's completely lost nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solid state still sell. They recall those yet? There's yeah. a, there's bands out there that need that tone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know who they are, but don't, I guess if you're covering Stained, you know, you yeah, need to be able yeah. to dial in your effects yeah, between yeah, each song. Yeah, dial in that cookie cutter effect. <laughs> cookie cutter <laughs> effect. <laughs> perfect phaser. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Man, well, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, you good. have another one? Where did you progress from there? Um, From there, um, that band lasted not too long. And then, like, I got, like, and then, like, I was in high school. Like, I got, like, a girlfriend and... I was just playing guitar. I was just practicing guitar, like all through high school. I just fucking practiced guitar, and then with the the um, Evan, the one who was playing rhythm guitar on the last one, we ended up starting to write a new like music for a new band, and um, it was just like for some reason, like he got really fucking good at guitar, and he had his own style. So I kind of just like it didn't match my style of playing guitar. So like. At this point, it was like a couple of years, so there was like time where like we were both kind of just doing our own thing, practicing guitar really well, because at that point we were just like both new to playing guitar, so like we all practice, we, we were just like practicing with each other, like by ourselves at home, getting better at our instrument, and then we met back up, and he was like, oh, I have all these crazy riffs. This is like when like the Fall of Troy came out, like Fall oh, of Troy yeah, was a band, and we just wanted and like daughter, like this is like when like the transition it was like there was those two years, and it was like started doing different shit it was like <laughs> listening to daughters and like number 12 looks like you and who else like the blood brothers fall of troy definitely i remember we we posted a video from this band hayworth we posted a video on youtube of like we just titled it a fall of troy song and then we got mad hits on it like <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> And then everyone's like, this isn't Fall of Troy. But it sounds exactly like Fall of Troy. Cause it's yeah. Like, oh, dude, let's hear ripping. this thing. But um, yeah, Evan got really good at guitar. And like, I ended up picking up bass. So I, nice. I switched over to bass for this other band, Hayworth. And I actually ended up playing in bass in every single band leading up to about a year ago. And right. then I was like, so I just had all, I've just, I've just had all this like guitar, like guitar riffness like in me. <laughs> like I, I finally <laughs> I been getting able out. to get it out in gym shorts. But yeah, this um this song is from Hayworth. Hayworth. Um, the Joel Elias. We got EP. a pure volume page here. Yeah, pure volume. Hell dude, yeah, remember those guys? That's original. And uh, I see a I see a flying V and a P bass. Uh, maybe a jazz. I don't know. I I can't see that far. Word. Maybe I don't know. My bass got stolen like five shows into playing in that band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're doing. My leg got bit off by a shark. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome, actually. Yeah. Word. Here we go. We see the victim swimming calmly when suddenly, out of nowhere, the 16-foot great white shark appears and takes off her leg.
Dude, we have a whole album of songs. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> is it, is there another like one chord at the end? It's still yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, oh, there might be something. I'm not, I don't remember. 15. I haven't listened to this song in so long. Same, same song. Now you know. Where, now, now you know where the idea. Now you know where the idea of um for Bedstuy, the whole structure of Bedstuy was from. It's like all just waiting, waited, waiting and yeah. pauses. Yes, yeah. Bedstuy, Bedstuy off of No Backsies, which is also a very cool song. Yeah. It's just parts. Yeah. Divided by silence and hi hat. Damn, counts. I think you broke three square zeros records. Yeah. Let me see if I can do this. <laughs> One, uh, bring me in something from that bizarre middle period that could only have been made in like the middle 2000s or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like only one time. It was right like oh, like oh six yeah. maybe. Uh, I think right around then. We have yeah. yet to have anything from that era, that epoch on the yeah. show. So that's one. Two, you definitely broke records for negative space in a song. Yeah. That was like a 15 yeah. second pause right there. I don't want to leave that in. <laughs> right. that There's going to be no cuts or anything there. Everybody's going to be like, oh man, the podcast is obviously stopping or something. And my internet connection's fucked up. No, dude. That is what you get when you yeah. listen to fucking Hayworth. Someone will go turn it all the way up because it's really quiet and then it'll just be Yeah. And I will also say, most creative use of a quote in yeah. a song ever. Yeah. That was that whole really song cool. Was based around seeing that, like it was a video, like a really shitty like video from like Shark Week or something yeah. weird. And we just was like, dude, let's just write a song based around this sample because that was like the sample era where everyone had fucking yeah. samples in their songs. Yeah. It was like that, sh like grind, grindcore yeah. Yeah. era, oh. and like everyone had really horrible band names and. Mm -hmm more yeah. samples than actual good like beats or yeah, anything like right. that <laughs> jim shorts that was your first time hearing that wow does that make sense yeah yeah, that's, yeah. I, I can just relate i wish you could that. single out the bass in that because i do that she, she she was playing that <laughs> the most modest <laughs> <laughs> I wish no. you could just fucking single me out and just play what I used to play. No, no, just like it's just to hear it compared to like what yeah, everyone else is playing. Yeah. I was I'll make sure to boost all the low end in the uh, yeah, final mix down. It's like a bass slide. It's all bass slides. It's just like I used yeah. to watch because when, when we used to we used to go see daughters play live, and when you go see daughters, the fucking everyone's just going. <laughs> Like, just, like, fucking shredding. Yeah. That's all I did. Nice. Well, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was very cool. Yep, yep. Uh, next. Dude. <laughs> uh, next is, I guess, the my most prolific, if I can use that band that I was in in high school. Because I was in a few bands before it, uh, including one that was, like, basically a prog metal band during that period that we the historical period we just discussed um, <laughs> even though i was never really into that shit but there were there was no one else that was into punk in my high school so it's like whatever you know i'm just gonna yeah my first band was a hardcore band i was in eighth grade with high schoolers and the bass player's name in that band was actually also chris which is where people started calling me faulkner to differentiate because nice. he was also older than me uh we also only played one show at the high school spring fling yes. where the hippie band that set it up actually refused to <laughs> let us play even though we signed up weeks in advance. So we took our shit up to the band room inside the school instead of outside, set up and got through about a song and a half before we got shut down. But we had our own little renegade show. Yes. <laughs> See, something I have to take great pride in now on Square Zeros is, so a couple episodes ago, we interviewed Joey Farber from the Greasy Hearts and the Genies. And he talked about how his in his high school band, they played a guitar recital and they got kicked off the stage. They were just like, <laughs> yes. So we've got that, yep. and now we've got you guys like being barred by like the Fish cover band or whatever yep. it was. <laughs> exactly. I'm Pretty glad much exactly. like we know our our audience and our subject matter so well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and where where did you grow up? I actually grew up in Southern Maine. I grew up between Elliot, mostly in Elliot, Maine, also in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And mm -hmm. I would always like be in and around Portsmouth, New Hampshire. But uh, so that's where I went to high school, and where those bands uh, happened. And the band that you're gonna hear, which is called the Yo Yos. T H double E V because we were very we had just like scratched the surface of garage and garage punk and stuff and we're like oh this is what garage punk bands do 
They do the T-H-E-E yeah, kind yes. of thing. Were uh, VOCs a thing at that point? Yeah. No, no. Or at least we had, didn't know about them. We mm-hmm. had, like, I didn't hear about the OCs until I was, like, in college, you yeah. know. I just knew about, you know, like, all of Billy Childish's stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know who else. Any any of those, like, garage revival bands from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gun Club from Canada. Like, and even, well, Gun Club, I don't think we probably didn't know about at the time. But, um mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, bands that are just kind of pretty formulaic and doing nothing original, but still totally rock, which yeah. is what we did basically. We just the the song you're gonna hear is our cover of "Search and Destroy" by the Stooges, and we like we had our own songs, but they were all just us wanting to be the Stooges because we loved them, and we kind of made a pilgrimage actually uh, when the Stooges reunited to do that Steve Albini produced yes. album, The Weirdness in '07. <laughs> we went. Uh, my guitar player's mom drove us down to boston to the orpheum theater in her chevy suburban uh and so we got to see you know iggy and this was when both ron and scott ashton were alive and they yeah, had mike yeah. Watt and the minutemen on bass and our tickets <laughs> were in the very last row of the balcony so as far away <laughs> as you can get from the stage and still be there but we still had a great time it was a blast and it was like yes. for us you know sort of a, yeah, a bit of a pilgrimage i guess so um, that was right around the time that you were Recording this stuff too. Yes, that's that. Yeah, oh six or oh seven. This I think this might be oh seven. Yeah. So. um, Okay. Search and destroy, dude. Let's roll it. cool Good, that was Good like job. really really tight you're yeah. like it's everybody I yeah it's funny in though the yeah I mean <laughs> yeah it's just what we were into I guess you, no like but everything's really really tight like you guys were doing some advanced stuff there thanks cool. well it's funny so uh, yeah right before this I was I that hardcore band had been gone for a while and I had been playing in that weird prog metal band 
just because no one was into punk. And these kids were actually two years younger than me in high school. So when we met and realized the three of us were like the only people in the school that were into punk, we were like, oh, we have to start a band. And their other band is was a lot like Devin's band. It was just like kind of mathy, kind of like emo core-y, you know. Mm-hmm. And we were just all, they were still doing that. I was still doing the other thing. But we were like, we need to have a punk band together. Like, we need to do this. Um, and so that's how that happened i guess <laughs> Dude, that was really cool oh thank you um so what else what else do you have do you ha- so the next track is actually from a different band um and it was it's a band that i'm actually still in um nice i've been in this band for seven years and it was my it's kind of an a an underground and punk institution like in new england um called johnny earthquake band mm-hmm. so uh I, when i was going to shows and playing shows with this band i would play shows with johnny's band um like we would set up shows together he would have us down in mass at like an art space all ages show or i used to book shows at the york american legion with some of my buddies holmes and abe mm-hmm. two of my friends that live down here now that have been coming out to our show, gym shorts shows down here um anyway um yeah chris holmes um another chris um but yeah so and then when johnny's drummer left the band in yeah 2007 he asked me to join i started playing with him um and the song that um i selected where the wild things are i probably recorded when i was like 19 maybe 20 at the Mm -hmm. latest so it was like kind it was a couple years after the yo-yos and yeah, I've been playing with Johnny. I played with Johnny all through college, and like, um, I'm just leaving Johnny Earthquake Band now to move to Rhode Island to be playing with Jim Shorts. Full yes, time, you know, so it's bittersweet. I mean, bummer for Johnny Earthquake. I'm yeah, sure Johnny totally. Earthquake is really cool. Yeah, Johnny and his girlfriend. Yeah, I actually played at them. That's how. That's how we met. Him. We met. Yeah. Chris. Teamed up with the show. We played we with were Johnny kind of like... from Portsmouth, and that was fucking rash. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we needed a drummer, we were just like. Who the fuck is a great on drums? Like we can't have a subpar drummer. Who the fuck is an awesome drummer? They're like, who is? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Word. Uh-huh. Well, let's pour. <laughs> let's um. Well, let's pour one out for Johnny Earthquake yeah. band. Cool. Uh, where the wild things are. He's gonna keep going though. You know, forever. Yeah. And the title of the song is Where the Wild Things Are. Johnny Earthquake forever.
things are. Damn, dude. Damn. That was awesome. And you were saying during the playback that that was your first time on vinyl? Yeah, it was. So that was really exciting, you know, for being like 18 or 19 and being on vinyl. Because Johnny and and Jane, his girlfriend, um, they really do, you know, when it comes to like DIY punk rock, they totally live it. Like they do all their merch, you know. Obviously, they have to have their records pressed, but all the sleeves they make, they do all the artwork. Um, so, And that's all recorded. At, they have a studio at their house, Spiral Studios. Their label is called Spiral Records. And uh, they used to record a lot of bands, including actually Midnight Creeps from Rhode Island, from yeah. Providence, oh, that we all yeah. know. They used to record up at Spiral Studios with Johnny. He recorded a bunch of their really early stuff. Um, and they would play together all the time and I, I even would play with them, but I digress. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was cool. That was all recorded there at spiral pressed on spiral. And, uh, it was thrilling for me to be, you know, that was soon after I had joined my favorite local band, you know? So it was really, really exciting, really thrilling. That's cool, yeah. man. That, you know, it, it kind of has this like seeds vibe hmm. or something like that sure, I feel yeah. like yeah I, yeah i really dig that and how much how old is he how old are they uh john earthquake band has been he, he, he released yeah he's he's about 234 like, <laughs> so he put just, out his first um seven inch uh, 45 rpm single in 1979 and he's wow. had johnny earthquake band going basically since then with a few interruptions living in england for a while and like doing other shit um but yeah, it's that's what I mean. It's been like a punk, uh, underground, like garage, like yeah. institution in New England, and he's had Sounds people like New England's Dead Moon almost. Yeah, you know? actually, yeah, that's a. I've thought about it like that, you know, because like Fred and Two uh, D Cole, right? They're yeah. like a couple that do it all themselves. Power couple. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, he's just never. It's Power. always been they're like underground, and he's always been like under the underground, you know, because Dead yeah. Moon has this notoriety that. Somehow, you know, um, cause, but they're awesome. I fucking love Dead Moon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's always, he's had like a, a bunch of different band members, like everyone from like 14 year old, like, you know, UK 82 kids with like spiky jackets and like green mohawks to like fucking, gr- you know, ki- kids that look like the Ramones yeah. <laughs> to like metal kids. Yeah. To like, yeah. like <laughs> this, it just crosses so many genres and he's had so many people in it, old people, young people. It's like, it's a really cool thing, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, well, dude, Johnny Earthquake fan, man, we're really honored to have them yeah. on the show. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. All right. Last in the lineup. What do we got? Sarah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sarah, what kind of stuff did you grow up on? Uh, I don't know. It was like a bunch of random bullshit. I have no fucking clue what I was <laughs> doing. <laughs> you just listen to it. Were you were you were like were you an epitaph? Fat Records devotee, like like some of us. Yeah. Not or, really. Like I mean, I did you like, like Coheed? Well, yeah, you they're like they're from Nyack, um, which is actually That's where right, yeah. uh, Chris is from. Yeah. So I definitely grew up with a bunch of that. But I, I didn't start playing like guitar until probably like my junior year of high school. Like I got a guitar for Christmas one year. I like begged my parents for it, and then. I almost I didn't even really play it for a while until like my senior year of high school and I started learning some songs and just like taught myself some stuff. Do you remember the first song that you learned? Or the first like batch <laughs> of songs that you learned? Yeah, well I learned Friend of the Devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um it, like just like the beginning intro like fingering and then I just I don't know like I I tried to teach myself different songs and I had a couple people teach me different songs and then I just I didn't really write anything myself until probably this. Okay, and what is this? Uh this was a side project that or a project, I guess. It wasn't on the side first, of anything. Your yeah, um it's called Seaborgium. Uh my initials are S G and S G on the periodic table of elements. <laughs> Is Seaborgium? Uh, That's really cool. I actually yeah. like that. <laughs> That's one of the better name backstories that I've heard. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I was like playing some music uh, with a boyfriend of mine at the time, like in the subway, and that was like super depressing. 
mostly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a really, really cool experience. Like we went down there every day mm-hmm. in like mostly in the winter. And the subways of New York? Yeah, in Brooklyn. I went cool. to school in Brooklyn. So, oh, OK. Um, yeah, we were going down there every day. And then like after like I got over singing in front of people, that's when I just like started writing something from myself, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, after that, I moved to Austin after I got out of school and I was playing in a band there for a little while called Gauche. And then I was playing the keyboard, actually. I had never played the keyboard before in my life. Um, But yeah, they kicked me out because I wouldn't stand up. I was like playing the keyboard on the ground. (laughs) And that's a cold reason to kick someone out of the band. Oh, I mean, there are some other reasons probably. But (laughs) But I mean, it was fun. I really like that that was more like garagey, like evil surf music. And that's sort of like where I started stemming off from ambient shit to like fucking garage (laughs) straight to garage okay uh so you want to just roll suborgium please i mean please and not please that's really good thanks devin Oh, 
Yeah. That was Sweating. excellent. That was really haunting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. Haunting. It was cool. What was the time frame on that? Uh, that was like my sophomore or junior f- college. I don't know. I went to school for writing, so I was just like... I was writing like some weird poetry at that point, so I was just interested in like writing lyrics that, you know, didn't mean anything to anybody else, but sort of like I could express myself in them. I don't know. I was just, I got like an Omnichord and I was just fucking around with that. And I was just fucking around with GarageBand, really. Mm-hmm. It was like something that I could do to be like creative and not be really writing in my mind and not do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> what were those lyrics about? Uh, if you care to yeah. disclose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. It was just like a transition period like of being broke up, broken up with like probably twice or three times. <laughs> and, like, or just like, you know, I don't know. Just having fun, not, I don't know, by myself. Mm-hmm. Just, it was just like probably about uh, a bunch of stuff. I don't really know, to be honest. It was like kind of a playful way for me to like talk about people without, you know, having them know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was cool. I thought uh, you have a, a really amazing sense of melody, I think, oh, vocal you. melody in that song. Yeah. What were you, what were you listening to that in, in kind of informed what you were playing there? Um, I don't even remember. Yeah. I, I think I was listening to like a lot of like Animal Collective. Mm-hmm. And like I was, I really liked yeah. A.V. A. Terry's lyrics a bunch. Cause like I never knew what the fuck he was talking about. But like it was so, the words that he said were like super interesting to me. Like they're very like, they evoke a lot of like imagery. And I think lyrically like, especially like the solo shit I was doing, that was probably inspired a lot by that how do you how do you approach lyric writing you know as are you jim short's principal lyric writer would you say or does everybody kind of share that duty yes i'll say something funny and then she'll turn into like how you actually make it into a song yeah a lot of it is just like i, I was doing like i was commuting actually from New York to Rhode Island every day and like I mentioned I met Devin at that party and like we had spawned this new band and I was still living in New York so like I was coming back to practice all the time and so every time I would be driving you know I was like thinking of lyrics and that's like actually how a lot of our songs got written was like in my head like just driving and or like we'd see something or say something like daylight savings was written on daylight savings in a bar (laughs) actually we went to go see chris's other band party pigs play and it was daylight savings and we you played with melpin fuck yeah yeah dude (laughs) i'm jealous bucket list check off yeah man Dude, that's amazing. I remember Sarah just singing that song at the edge of the bar. A thousand people in this bar. Yeah. Just like, oh, dude, you have a recording I on do your have phone. Like the initial recording on my phone of like. It, it sounds like a, it sounds like a fucking Broadway show. Yeah, <laughs> You're like daylight savings. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thanks to Jim Shorts for coming on the show, sharing some of their old recordings. You can catch them right now on tour. They're traveling across the United States. Go support them. Also, be sure to check out their new record, No Backsies. It's out on cassette right now and soon to come out on wax on Manimal Vinyl. Jim Shorts, Square Zeros, rock and roll. Rock and roll.